Welcome to Our Stories. I'm your host, Josh Awin. I'll be discussing with my guests stories about what makes them Jewish. We'll dive into their bonds to Judaism and what they hope to pass on to the next generation. Regardless of denomination, gender, or geography, I hope to highlight the commonality between us all through these episodes. Thank you for joining me for these stories, our stories. We are here with uh, my new friend Sharon. Yo. Yo, yo. Um, what's your name? Where are you from? And uh, now we can start talking about... And what's your very first Jewish memory? Okay, so my name is Sharon Avraham. Okay. I live in a farm um, in a moshav 25 minutes north of Tel Aviv. Okay. Um, my first Jewish memory, um, well, well, I grew up in the state of the Jews, so maybe, maybe learning history, maybe learning history of, of this country, or learning about the Holocaust, or learning that we were persecuted as a race, nation, religion, kind of started to define me as as different from any other uh, nationality or religion. It's funny because in Israel people are confused about religion because we're all Jewish here. in some parts of the country, or not, like I've never met someone who's not Jewish up until I was in my late teens. Really? Yeah. So your whole group of friends, you never knew anyone who was Jewish. Ashkenazi, Jewish, upper middle class people. So this is was this was my bubble. Yeah. Uh, like when did it break? New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> um, it started to break. I, I live next to a lot of Arab villages, uh, but it, in my mind there was a very clear uh, separation between us. Like, we'd be nice to each other and kind, and, but it was very clear for me that this is my country and they're like not the same. Uh, Did you agree with that? Or did you ever challenge it? No, no, not up until after my army service, I think. Okay. So I think only when I turned 18 and went to the army, I started to see different populations. Uh, I had people from all over, like different classes of society and also different religions. I had, uh, I had Bedouin's friends, I had like Russian Christian friends there. Um, different uh, economical classes of people, and I started realizing a different story. But I, I never needed to bother with the question if I'm Jewish or not. It's kind of obvious where I grew up. Everyone is Jewish. Most of the people, uh, their grandparents fled from the Holocaust. Um, we were all told the story how we survive and how we need to be strong and how do we need this country for ourselves. Um, so in a way I, I felt like I'm over 
flooded with this like concept of Judaism it's kind of forced upon me and I'm like I don't get the chance to develop my own identity I don't get like I we go we have to study Bible and uh, you study the like uh, citizenship lessons about the Jewish state and Jewish laws and, and then you learn about the Bible and the Torah and uh, then you have a reminder and, and the national ceremonies and uh, memorial days uh, it's kind of shoved down your throat the fact that you're Jewish, you be, you were prosecuted, and now you survived and you're strong, and we have all those enemies around us that hate us just because we're Jewish. It's, it's never, it's never doubted. It's never, there's never another subject. We're Jews. Uh, we have to be strong. That these are our set of beliefs. This is our language. Um, and then, you, you know, when it's kind of surrounding you and, like, being, uh, how do you say, like being served to you or being uh, taught to you. So is there a point that, that you stopped letting that flow hit and you started pushing back against it? And said, okay, I, I'm Jewish, yeah. but I want to do it now my way. I, I want to try it. I, I want to go a different direction and take what I was as, a, as, as I was told I was supposed to do and then I want to take it and go somewhere else with yeah, it. Yeah, I think the more, the more I grew up and the more I developed uh, uh, like a, a criticizing point of view on my life, on society, and the more I, uh, the more I started to choose my own path and my own set of beliefs, the more I started to question everything around me. Like, uh, you know, usually when people ask me about my religious background, I always tell a story that my mother, when she went to the second grade, her first day in the second grade, she came back crying. So my grandmother, her mother, asked, asked her, why are you crying? She said, well, my teacher is a liar and I don't want to go to school anymore because they're all a bunch of liars. And she was very surprised, like, why would the teacher would lie to, to this uh, little girl? And she asked, like, what happened? So apparently she had her first Bible lesson and the teacher said there's God and, and Daddy said there's no God because Daddy's a communist and <laughs> once a week he puts up the... He opened up a special drawer and there's a, a picture of Stalin and he teaches her in the border about um, communism and socialism and, and, and those values that he brought from, uh, from Czech and, and being served in the Russian army. Until one day I kind of found out who Stalin really was and he was a mass murderer. Yeah. And, after that, he's like, okay, never mind, this guy isn't that cool. Yeah. Um, but my grandmother, uh, she transformed into Judaism. She was born Christian. And she came to Israel after the Holocaust because she felt really connected to, to the Jewish people. She was in the Dutch underground and she was caught. She was put into camp. Uh, she ran away. And she felt like, 
okay, I want to be with these people, like they're special and I, I, I want to go from like, Europe isn't the right place for me. She came, she fought in the independence war here, she, she started, uh, she built kibbutzes, moshavs uh, here. So, in a way, like my family, at least from that side, chose to be part of the, the Jewish people or the new founded state of Israel, not because the big affiliation to Judaism, more to the, the Zionist concept and the radical thinkers that started this place. Do you continue to, to, to do that thinking with what you do and how you are living your life now? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> Take some time to think about the answer. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. So, how are you then, what are you doing to be a radical thinker and a radical, and to push, or, or, I guess the question also is, are you doing what you're, like you're now with, with the activities that you're promoting and doing, are you doing it for secular beliefs? Using a Jewish identity, or do you just, or do so, you keep that Jewishness as just, I'm gonna be a radical, I'm gonna, Jewish to me is being more like a radical than it is necessarily about Friday night being a service. Uh, so, this is my mother's side of the family. My father's side of the family is here since the Second Temple. We are a very, very old family here in Israel. Um, my grand grandfather was the uh, the head rabbi of, uh, of Haifa, um, and my dad grew up in a kind of a religious house, but a very different religious house than uh, a lot of other people imagine, because their family didn't need uh, to keep the Jewish identity in the Golan and abroad. They were here. They were connected to the land. They were old Jewish family, you know, they spoke Arabic at home. My dad spoke Arabic with his, with his parents, like this is the language of this country, this was the language that people spoke here for, for I don't know how many years since the, uh, the Turkish... Uh, since the second, second temple. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel a deep, deep connection to this land and I feel a deep connection to the values that this land was uh, built upon. If you know about uh, the wall and the tower, like the, when, when people just came here and kind of, you know, put facts on the ground and then built settlements and came with really, really radical way of thinking of, uh, uh, of communal thinking, of, of, of radical thinking in all values of life. And, you know, people wanted to build uh, a very special state here. And these values I try to promote in my life, and I'm, I'm very connected to this place, I'm very connected to these to people who live here, but I, I wouldn't define myself as uh, Jewish. Like, I am Jewish, but like, I wasn't raised on, on any religious values. I was raised on, on human values, on, on community values. So this is what I'm trying to bring forward. This is what I'm trying to learn and teach and practice is the, the free thinking that our uh, founding founders uh, practiced and believed 
and most of them, uh, a lot of them are still alive and here, and, and we have some beautiful examples here in Israel. Uh, if we talk about the, the, the new age uh, communal thinking, we were so ahead of our times. The kibbutz movement, uh, only now the world is starting to catch up and understand it. in a way this movement is a very capitalist counterculture that, that is now rising all over the world. And we did it. You know, we did it. We succeeded. We failed. Like, we're already third generation of, of this radical thinking that is only now... Uh, Not radical anymore. I don't know. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, in, in, in a consumerist, capitalist world, um, this kind of thinking, uh, this like cooperatives, uh, a lot of those thinkers are the people you know who develop the internet, who, who really try to to bring people together in in a even kind of way, and even isn't yeah. the right yeah. word. level playing field. Everyone starts with the same. In a way, yeah. So I challenge myself and my way of life and the people around me into really think about how they want to live their life and, and take an active uh, part to, to influence the life, their life and the life of people around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if, if this is a Jewish thing, but I think as, as uh, a religion that is a nation or a race of people, we, were all, we always needed to adjust. Every, every place we were, we always needed to adjust, and we always needed to ask ourselves and our community, how do we interact with, with the place that we're in? Because even, even when we lived in the States, in Europe, in other places in the world, we always had this challenge of how, as a community, do we fit in? Do we interact with, with the people around us? And in a way, Israel isn't that different because we're still in the same situation. Maybe the, it's a country now, but we're still surrounded by Muslim states that that there's still a, conver- uh, a conversation or a situation of a struggle between them of uh, how to how to fit in, how to uh, integrate, how how to live with our neighbors. That's something that haven't changed really as being a, a Jewish community, a Jewish uh, state, a Jewish neighborhood. Ongoing conversation. Yeah. Interesting. So then where are you going? What's the future? Where? What are you, what are you looking forward to and how are you going to use your values? Is it going to be to continue the events that you, you, you promote or is it, is there a bigger goal at the end that you wanted or is there a family that you're looking to to have and kids and do you think you'd stay in the land of Israel and continue do you have any desire to leave Israel? I hope I hope to stay in Israel yeah. I I've been around and I've never met uh, this sense of community that we have here the, the, the way that people open up to each other, help each other out, uh, share their lives together. So this is something that I really want to do here. I hope to be able to build a self-sustaining community uh, in a very wide sense of the world, in, in, a, in a way that inspires other people to behave the same. 
not communist, not socialist, something that is relying on these kind of values, but also is up to date with what's going on in the world and, and have a, a self-sustaining base that, that is aware and connected to forces of the market, economy, whatever, that makes, that makes this community strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, one of my models is uh, Jewish communities around the world. I have a friend from uh, South Africa, I think Johannesburg, and he told me, well, listen, if you're a photographer and you come to our community, we bring you in, everyone gives you a job. 10, 15 years, you're as rich as us, because people help you with housing, people help you with all the needs that you need, because we all have it inside a community, and we support each other, and we give it, uh, each other jobs, and we give each other discounts, and we help each other out. So eventually, uh, economical value rises with every member of the community that joins in. And this is something I see in the United States, I see it in South Africa, I see it in Europe. In a way, the the Jewish community abroad really knows how to take uh, take care of each other. Something in Israel, we kind of forgot because we're all the same. Yeah. So this is something that I, I want to bring from the, the Jewish people that live outside of Israel and like bring it here and say like, look how these guys are helping each other out. Like let's let's do the same. Let's help each other out and let's go together as a community. Done. Let's do it. Yeah. Forever. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs>